0: Hello and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Here's some good news. In Jesus, we are all one body. Isn't that great? When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, when you Put your faith in Him and become a genuine follower of Christ. You are brought into this one body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, the Word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, For even as the body, speaking of the physical body, is one, And yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized or immersed into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. And so, uh, in, in Christ, we are a part of that one body. Now, what I'm talking about here is what I'm calling organic unity. Uh, Jesus had prayed, as I spoke of on the past on the previous podcast, uh, in his prayer, he prayed to the Father that that we would all be one, even as he and the and the Father are one, and and that prayer was answered. Uh, we are organically one body. Organic unity and practical unity are really two different things. Practical unity is actually those of us who are believers getting along, getting along together. And, and practical unity is a choice we make. It's a choice that requires real effort so even though when we're we're saved when we become a follower of Christ we are placed we are put by god's holy spirit into the body of christ into the church of jesus christ and in that sense we are all one and and we all are unified Yet, on the other hand, in the practical day-to-day living, we can be divided. We can uh, not get along. We can not be in unity. That's, again, what I would call practical unity. And we have to make a choice to put in the required effort to keep the unity. Now, here's more good news. God actually gave us what I would call a road map. Directions on how to keep that practical unity, on how to get along in the body of Christ, and that roadmap could be summed up by this two-word phrase: "One another." Because in the Scriptures, uh, uh, the the New Testament Scriptures, depending on how you count. There are with with uh, with some duplications. There are at least fifty nine one another's or each others in in the New Testament, and and there may be more than that, but but at least fifty nine. And, and as I said, some of them are are duplications. For example, love one another is something that comes up uh, more than one time. But if I count each of those just one time, I'm looking at at least. Thirty different one another's or each other's in the New Testament now that's not a that's not a small number and and God gave us these uh, one another's these are commands they're commands not suggestions not options they're commands that are given to us who are in the body of christ and and when these commands are obeyed, they absolutely lead. To to practical unity. Now, as I said uh, just a couple of minutes ago, First Corinthians chapter twelve talks about the the church uh, as the body of Jesus Christ. And as I read in verse twelve, everyone that's saved is baptized or identified, immersed into that body of Christ. Everyone doesn't matter who you are. You're Jew a Greek, slave or free. In other words, anybody at, at any position in life, any ethnicity, um, it, we are all come to Christ the same way. We all become a part of this body the same way. And in uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, uh, he talks about the importance of every last member. There is not any member that can say, Um, I don't have need of you. Uh, For example, in in the physical body, the eye can't say I have no need of the ear. Or the hand cannot say I have no need of the foot every last member of our physical body is important. Now, there are some that are more obvious than others. There are some that are more prominent than others. (laughs) For for example, I notice uh, the older I get, uh, a a certain member of my body becomes more prominent. Actually, two members, the nose and the ears, right? (laughs) They're out there. They're prominent. But there is another member of my body that's not seen and never will be seen by me that is absolutely Absolutely essential, necessary, and that's called the heart. You know, the heart is down, uh, hidden inside the chest, and, and I'm telling you, I need that heart, and I really need the nose to smell and the ears to hear. Uh, there's no member of the body that can say, we don't need you. Uh, they're all important. They all fill a particular area of the body. And so when we're in the body of Christ, we have to learn to value and to respect and to appreciate each other. And the other thing that we see here in 1 Corinthians 12, beyond the fact that every member is important, is every member is designed to care for one another. We're all designed to care for one another. Now, let me read some scripture here, some of the verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm reading verses 20 through 27. Listen up. But now there are many members but one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, listen, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members are are rejoicing with it. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. Do you follow that? We all uh, should have the same care for one another. It's very important. We should all have the same care for one another. That's what he says there. And, and every one of us are, are Christ's bodies and we're individu- Christ's body and we are individually members of, of that body. So if we should have the same care for one another, What is the basis for this kind of of mutual care? Uh, I I believe that can be found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Follow with me as I read these verses. Philippians 2, 1, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, how many members of the body need encouragement? If there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, If any affection and compassion, make my joy complete, Paul says, by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves." Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And then here is the kicker. Verse 5. Have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus. And in verses 6 through 11 go on to say what kind of an attitude Jesus had. Um, And and verse 6 says, Although He, Jesus, existed in the form of God, did not regard, regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied Himself... Uh, and, and that's voluntarily, he, he voluntarily limited himself. He uh, laid aside some of his privileges, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. There is the attitude that Jesus had. He regard, regarded others uh, ahead of himself, and, and he was willing to leave the glory and majesty that he had behind in heaven and come and be born as one of his own created beings uh, and became a man, fully man, while still fully God. And he did this for us. And he, and he humbled himself and, and, and uh, ke- became obedient even to the point of death, death on a cross, and Paul said in Galatians, cursed it is anyone that hangs on a cross. He became a curse for us. That is regarding others more important than yourself. And, and, and that's exactly what he did. So have this attitude in, in you that, that was in Christ Jesus. Uh, I want you to think about that for a moment. So we don't do anything by from selfishness or empty conceit hey, we got to lay aside selfishness, our own conceit, our own pride, our own ego, and with humility of mind. So uh, um, being willing to humble ourselves regarding others more important than ourselves, not merely looking out for our own personal interests. It doesn't say don't ever look out for your personal interest. We have to be responsible. But Look out for the interest of others, putting others ahead of ourselves. That seems to be a foreign concept in many circles today and in our culture. uh, It's all about me, 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 but that's not what God is looking for. How is this possible? It's possible, according to Ephesians 5, verse 18, through the Spirit-filled, the Spirit-controlled life. Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Then verse 21 talks about being subject to or submissive to one another in the fear or the honor, the regard of Jesus Christ. So as we allow the Holy Spirit who lives in every last believer, if you're a true believer, a true follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And when we yield to Him, when we are controlled by Him, when we are influenced, filled by Him uh, under His direction, we are able to submit ourselves to one another in, in the respect, the fear, the honor of Christ, and and then we can begin carrying out these one another's, these other one another's. So we've talked about a couple of them already. Have the same care for one another. Regard one another as more important than yourselves. We start there. We start there. We start with laying aside our selfishness and saying, I'm going to be controlled, walk by the Holy Spirit. And as we are controlled by the Holy Spirit, we are able to carry out these one another's. And these one another's are what help us to maintain practical unity in the church, in the body of Jesus Christ. And so on the next podcast, we're going to do an overview of these one another's. We're going to go through them quickly, but we're going to give you an overview, something just to whet your appetite so that you can dig in a little deeper and learn how to do your part to keep unity in the assembly that you attend, in the church that you're a part of. Well, until we do that on the next podcast, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.